With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The views and opinions expressed by hosts, invited speakers, and callers do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Black Talk Media Project or the Black Talk Radio Network. To the Lotus Place. We are here tonight with our What's on Your Mind line. So give us a call tonight and let's talk about all these hot topics. What's on your mind? The call in number is 712-775-7035. That's 712-775-7035. And the access code two one three zero zero one and press the pound. Two one three zero zero one and then press pound so that you can get in. So we are here and it's what's on your mind line tonight and I know um earlier the video was Sandra Brown Sandra Bland, pardon me. Um Peace be upon the sister. Um, the video was released, uh, the, in- the video in its entirety of her arrest in uh, the Prairie View area, Wallace County, Hempstead, Texas. Uh, very, very disturbing video. Very disturbing video. It's about 43 minutes long. Um, the poor girl uh, was just harassed by the police officers. It seems as if he was just completely disgruntled because she- she wouldn't look at him and continued about her business, just ready to accept her ticket or warrant or whatever, and he just continued to harass her. But what was more disturbing to me um, was the fact that a black female officer um, came on the scene also, and Sandra Bland, looking at the woman uh, for some type of help and, and unity, um, stating, you see this, you see this, and the woman's like, no, no, I didn't see anything. And so we had a black female officer on the scene with Sandra Bland. There was another black female officer on the scene when Eric Garner was killed. Um, and then in Charleston, South Carolina with Walter Scott, there was a black male officer. And so uh, I saw this post on my Facebook earlier. And a brother mentioned how some of these black cops um, are of no assistance to us. 
and they are just as bad as some of these other cops, and they will not be welcomed back into the community. But some people say, oh, well, we can learn to forgive them, and we should welcome them back in the community because they want to come back into the community. So uh, I'd like to hear what you have to say about that. What do you think? What do you think about black cops or people being cops, black people being cops? Um, I did some good black cops. I did read a story about two high-ranking police officers <clears throat> who actually tried to speak out on some of the uh, racial profiling and police brutality, and they were being terminated. So what do you think? Should they speak up? Should they be on the police force? What should happen? We want to hear from you. Tell us what you think. And let's see. We have uh, Aja on the line with us. Aja, how are Hello. you tonight? I'm doing great. Hey. How are you doing, Black Rose? I'm great. I'm great. I'm very well. Thank you so very much. Thank good, you. Good. Yeah. You didn't, did you get a chance to see the Sandra Bland video in its entirety? Oh. The whole arrest and everything? No, no, I didn't, but I did hear about it. Um, I didn't, I didn't actually get a chance to, to watch the video myself. Mm -hmm. I did hear about it. I did hear about yeah. the video. Yeah. It's, it's pretty disturbing. Very disturbing. Yeah. Very, very disturbing. So what I want to do is prevent things like that from happening again. And how can we prevent, um, these tragic deaths? And also, um, I know Mother Dunning wants to speak about the Cosby deal again. And um, so she'll be calling in to speak with us about the Cosby case. She believes that Bill Cosby is uh, being set up to be sent to jail. Really? So we want what happened yeah. to my car? Yeah. Let me get a ticket. So, um, okay, wait a minute. Let me see. Let me meet uh -uh. somebody here. Uh-uh, because we can hear you talking. Mm, okay. All right. So, Aja, we have our, our What's on Your Mind line tonight. And we're talking about everything from love, money, sex, um, relationships, police brutality, human rights, social justice, black empowerment, health, um, Cuba, you know, the embassy was reestablished. Uh, the American Embassy in Cuba. And I'm looking forward to going to Cuba. I know there are a group of people yeah, going. Yeah, I am um, too. Yes, yes. There are a group of people going in December. So I, I think I may try to make that trip. I've never been to Cuba. Would love to go. Um, there has not been an American Embassy in Cuba in 54 years. So this is a new day, so we'll see how this turns out. I, I, I hope that all will be well. So we'll I see. Too. Yeah, too. yeah. You know, there are a lot of, there's a lot of dark skinned blacks over there in Cuba. And you know, I there didn't are. even realize, I, oh my God, yes. I didn't even really realize how many, you know, Afro-Cubans there were there in Cuba until I, I actually lived in Miami and I, came across so many Afro-Cubans. And then I watched uh, a documentary on Netflix. Uh, I think it's, uh, what's his name? Um, Skip Gates, you know. His, uh, what is it, African-Americans, something like that. But 
he goes all around the country to place uh, all around the world actually to places like Brazil, Peru, I think Peru, um, Cuba. Um, where else does he go? He goes a few other places and just exploring the uh, history of Africans throughout the world. Oh. So it's very interesting. Yeah. So he interviews quite a few uh, Afro-Cubans. Oh, he he goes over to uh, Dominican Republic and Haiti. He interviews uh, some of the uh, people there about Dominicans not viewing themselves as African. Uh, some of them don't recognize their African heritage. And so and we know what's come out of that. Uh, Dominicans have expelled. Some Dominicans have expelled um, their Haitian brothers and sisters. Um, there, even been, there has even been some hangings, some lynchings of uh, Haitians over in the Dominican Republic. And I just think that. Right, I heard about that. I read about that. That's really sad. That's really sad. That's very, very sad. That's very, very disturbing. Uh-uh, uh-uh. We're all Africans and we're all human. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's just, let's, let's just accept that and just. Keep it moving. No need for all of Some that. of them are related. Yeah. They're related. Yeah. They're all related. Yeah. Yeah, you just live on one side of the island. I think it's just like a river that actually divides Haiti and the, yes. the Dominican Republic. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I mean, you just live on one side of the island. You know, and, and some of these Dominicans, just like the Indians here in Houston where we live, you know, they're darker than we are. Well, I mean, right. How they are you are. not recognizing that you're African? Right. Amazing. Mhm. Mhm. Um. Let me see if we have a caller, and I think I know who this is, and I want to hear what they have to say. Caller from seven one three two zero one. How are you? Welcome yeah. to the Lotus Place. Yeah. Yes. How thank you, you very much. Welcome. Thank you very much. I'm I'm just not tuning in. I haven't caught up on all of the uh, topics yet, so I'll just listen in for a while. And but but keep me posted there. I will be coming in tonight. Okay. All right then. We sure want to hear from you. Uh oh. Is your dog barking? That's my dog. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, maybe right. the dog called in. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I think the dog was trying to call in to say something. I think they're going to have a little something to say also. Well, let me just run through the uh, topics for uh, you callers so that you can be abreast of what we're discussing. Actually, this is our What's on Your Mind line, and we are talking about uh, love, money, sex, uh, black empowerment. Um, We're talking about, of course, uh, the Sandra Bland case here in uh, Texas. Um, talking about police brutality. Um, we are talking about meditation. I would love for Aja to give us a quick breathing session because that's just so helpful. And you know, running around day in and day out, um, we don't actually breathe properly. Some of us we're breathing so incorrectly, and Aja can really, really uh, get you on the right track with their breathing. Aja, can you just discuss this briefly, like the breathing, the proper breathing technique for people? Because I want everybody to just calm down, clear your mind, and let's open up and let's have some dialogue. 
and let's help each other, and let's empower each other tonight from this day forward. It's time to do something different because what we've been doing, it has not been working. So, do you mind, Audrey, if you just go through a little quick breathing session for us? I know I can use it. <laughs> okay, sure, sure, I'd be happy to. Um, the The proper way to breathe is really from your center. And most most of us, with all the stress and the running around and um, dealing with, with racism and division and family problems, bills, whatever, um, we we tend to get become stressed out, and we only breathe from our chest, which is which is not getting the full essence of living. We we take shallow breaths. If you were to 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 uh, watch a baby as they breathe, they breathe from their belly, which is our center. And if you look at them, you'll see their stomach go up and down, up and down as they breathe, because they are breathing properly. They're just in just entering the world, and so they're doing it the way we're supposed to. So when you breathe just from your chest, then you are really cutting off your life force because our breath is our life force. That's what makes us live. And if you really think about it, the first thing that you do and the last thing that you do, when you, the first thing you do when you enter the world and the last thing that you do when you leave is take a breath. And the breath is what connects us to our higher source. Because without it, we're not here. So it's uh, actually a gift. It's the gift of life. And we are cutting off our gift of life. If we were to breathe fully, then it not only relieves your stress, um, it, it reduces your headaches. And you actually extend your life. And it can actually help you with some medical problems that you have. There's something um, called uh, prayanama. And prayanama is the, the, the practice of controlling one's breath. And there are different techniques of, of controlling your breath. That are they're actually available on the web if you were to look up uh, the word prayanama. It's P R A Y A N A M A. So, um, what we're going to do is we're going to just just for a couple of minutes just practice on the real way that we should breathe. And by doing that, first of all, like like uh, Black Rose said, just just everybody just kind of just. Just calm down, and if you if you if you think about this, whenever someone is panicky and they're upset and, and something has happened to them, they're 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 all upset. The first thing somebody says to them is just breathe, just take a deep breath, just just breathe. Mm -hmm. You know, all we always hear that they'll say breathe because they're not breathing, they're not breathing, and so they know that if you just stop. You'll gather your senses back together, you'll calm down, and you'll come back where you're supposed to be. You'll come back to your center. 
Q&A session started. Q&A session is over. I'll fill this. Are you still there, Black Rose? Yes, I'm Hello? here. Okay. Yes. A lot of us, a lot of us will say, I, I don't feel right. I, I just, I just feel kind of off. I feel off, you know, something's not right. What it is, mm. is they're off center. They're off their mm. center. Okay. So if you're sitting down, take your, take your right hand and put it on your your stomach, okay? Everybody knows your stomach is your center and that's your core, okay? So this is our core. This is where the breath is supposed to come from. When you take a deep breath in, your stomach is supposed to balloon out because you're taking that air in and you're filling it. You It's going down through your nostrils, down your throat, down to your chest, and it's going to your core, your center, your stomach, okay? When you release that breath, when you exhale, then your stomach goes flat. Your hands should go down. Your stomach should just go back like it's going back to the back of your spine, okay? So I want everybody who's on the line, who's listening to me, Put your hand, your right hand on your stomach. Take a deep breath. And when you take that breath in, just act as if you're just breathing in all positive energy. You know, we're all energy anyway. So breathe in and let, and, and watch your hand go up. Do it with me now. Breathe in. Now breathe out. Let's do it once again. Now, when you breathe in, breathe in through your nostrils. Okay? Breathe in through your nostrils, not in through your mouth. Your nostrils, inside everyone's noses, are little hairs that are to catch particles that are floating around in the air. So that's what those hairs in your nose are for. So you breathe in through your nose, and then you can breathe out through your mouth. Okay? Let's try it again. Deep breath in. Stomach is going out. Hold. Now release. Exhale. Now, this time we're going to count because sometimes we'll just take a deep breath and then let it out. The practice is to take it in, hold it for a second or two, and as you get better, you can hold it for longer. But let's just hold it for a second and then release it, okay? Breathe okay. in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Once more. Breathe in.
Breathe out. And if you do this mentally thinking about your breath, when you think about breathing in, think about breathing in positive energy. And when you exhale, think about releasing all the tensions, releasing all the negative thoughts, releasing anything that's negative, that's floating around in your head. Just think about releasing all of that. Release. Release. Mm. Another another good tip I want to, to give to your listeners is that when you exercise, don't hold mm-hmm. your breath. Actually, um, there, you can exercise using this breathing technique, and your exercises mm-hmm. will be a lot easier. For instance, when you bend down to pick up a heavy box or something, anything that's heavy, first of all, you mm-hmm. don't bend over because that's bad on your back. So you stoop, and when you stoop, when you get ready to stoop, you take a deep breath, go down, and then on your when you bring it box back up, then that's when you exhale, and the box will be five times lighter. I promise you, because you are using your breath to bring that box up. If you were to raise your hand, and we're going to do this, we're going to do this one too. All right. Okay. Your right. Let's do your right arm. Put your put your left hand now on your belly. Okay, so left that you can hand still on the main, belly. Yes, so that you can still maintain the breathing, uh, proper breathing technique. Okay, we're gonna raise our right arm and then we're gonna let it down, but we're gonna do it with our breath. All right. Left hand on your stomach. Take a deep breath and as you breathe in. Raise your right hand up as high as you can over your head. And then as you breathe out, you're going to let the arm down. You ready? All right. Ready. Breathe in. Hand up. Breathe out. Hand down. Breathe in. Hand up. Breathe out, arm down. Now I like to just kind of form like a a small O when I'm breathing out to make sure that I'm letting out all of the air. We're going to count this time. We're going to count. I'm going to count to four. All right? Hand still on your uh, left hand still on your belly. We're going to raise our right arm. And I'm going to count to four as we're breathing in. I'm going to hold it. And I'm going to count to four as we breathe out. Okay, ready? Breathe in. One, two, three, four. Breathe out. One, two, three, four. Breathe in. One, two, three, four. Breathe out. One, two, three, four. Switch hands. Right hand on your belly. You can use your right, left arm going up. Breathe in. One, two, 
that's a very, very good, simple exercise for neck and tension, tension in your shoulders, tension in your head. And it's just involving breathing, just simply breathing. Mm, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes. Thank you, Aja. I feel very relaxed now. You may can notice the difference in my speech. I don't feel as tense. And yeah. this is perfect. Yeah. This is just yeah. perfect, perfect, perfect. We're going to go into a quick break momentarily. And, um, Scotty, if you can hear me there, what do people need to press if they would like to speak? Because I want to open up a couple of mics, but I can hear like a TV or something in the background. Okay. And people, well, we're on the radio live. Oh, that's, okay. that's no problem. Our audience understands this is just the third uh, program. You're making a transition from them other people's platform to uh, Black Talk right. Radio. So you're just trying to learn the different uh, platform. But if you are on the switchboard, I heard you earlier put it in the question and answer session. All right. Uh-huh. And then you took it off. Put it back on that. Okay, put it back Q&A on that. Q&A session right, started. Now, okay. anybody who wants to speak now, hit star six in the number one. Star six in the number one. Um, so if your mic was already open and, and you were dialoguing with the host and you want to continue that dialogue, just hit star six and the number one. And I don't have the number. Wait a minute. I do. Yes, I do. Excuse me. The telephone number. Uh, for those who may be listening through the TuneIn app or um, through other various networks, the number to call is 712-775-7035. The access code is 213-001. And then hit the pound sign. You can also, and then again, if you want to comment, hit star six and the number one on your telephone keypad. You can also hit us up from anywhere in the world by using the web-based flash phone uh, just click on the button that says call the show that's on, you know, the Lotus Place radio show on Black Talk Radio Network. Call the show. And as long as you got some headphones, you could dial in from Barbados. Well, it, it doesn't matter. The Caribbean, Africa, wherever you're listening to this program live right now. Great. Thank you, Scotty. Thank, thank you're you so welcome. Very much. All right. And how are you, Scotty? You doing okay today? As well as can be expected, I'm surviving behind these enemy lines. Well, thank you so much for that. It's good to hear hear from you, and um, thank you so much for having the Lotus Place Radio here on your platform, Black Talk Radio Network. And there's a fundraiser going on, so people uh, log on and donate. Donate some money. We need money. Y'all go find all of these Jordans and everything else. And always talking about uh, black economics and black power and all of this stuff. Come on, donate some money to a Black House Radio Network then. Isn't that right, Aja? That's right. We're supposed to be doing these things together. We can start right here. We can start right here. This is a, a program for our people, letting them know what's going on, giving you a chance to speak on what you what you feel passionate about, what you want to talk about, what you want to hear about. Some of these things are brand new to some people. They hadn't heard this. So 
this is the perfect place to do it, the perfect platform, and we need your contributions, your support. Well, we certainly appreciate that endorsement of the network, and and um, it is run by a nonprofit, North Carolina-based Black Talk Media Project. We are not a five hundred one c three. Don't have any strings to the federal government. Don't rely on them for any money or corporate advertisement. So this is well run by a nonprofit, Black Talk Media Project. And, and uh, Sister Black Rose, I will roll into the break as soon as you're ready. Okay, we're ready. The dash cam video shows that the officer makes the stop, uh, shows him approach from the passenger side and ask for a driver's license and insurance, which she gives him. He goes back, he runs her name, he approaches her again after doing so. Uh, on the driver's side, he asks her to put out a cigarette. Uh, she says, why do I have to put out a cigarette when I'm in my own car? And that seemed to irritate him to the point where he said, get out of the car. Um, and then from there, uh, because she wasn't comfortable getting out of the car, he looked to force her to get out of the car by way of opening the door uh, and started demanding that she do so. First off, there's no real clear understanding why it is that she had to get out of the car in the first place. Some routine traffic stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from that, uh, it's, what I saw, he kind of let it escalate. And clearly there's uh, a similar perspective that they've adopted because they put them on it. We do whatever we do to survive. Right? Drop it. Public debates whether or not dash cam footage of the illegal arrest of Sandra Bland has been edited or just a technical glitch. What is being overlooked is the fact that a second officer that sounds like a black female is heard suggesting to Bland that the brutality she suffered at their hands was deserved. Playing me, knock my head in the ground. I got epilepsy. Since the murder of Michael Brown in Ferguson in 2014, many people have suggested that hiring more black cops will lead to less police brutality against black people. The facts, however, do not support this notion. Black cops were involved in the murder of Freddie Gray in Baltimore. The recently fired Baltimore police chief, Anthony Bass, is black. Some of the cities where high instances of police brutality are headed by black people. In fact, since integration allowed for black cops to join the police forces of the United States, they have been involved in acts of police brutality and part of the corruption that targets and oppresses black people. As Ferguson hires a new police chief that is black, it is naive to believe that any of the patterns and practices of corruption documented by the DOJ will be solved by those who are racially showcased by the system of racism. My point is that if we cannot get black cops to stop participating in the brutalization and 21st century enslavement of black people, removing suspected racist white cops from policing is a tall task indeed. This has been Scotty Reed with your Black Talk Radio weekly commentary. Visit us online at blacktalkradionetwork.com. This is Brother Elliot. 
first of time for an awakening, and you're listening to Black Talk Radio Network, new media for the new millennium. Yes, and I could not have said it better. I know that there has been a call uh, from different groups, such as uh, the Yahoo movement, um, calling for a black community control of the police. That's all fine and well, but just as uh, you heard during the break, we don't need those cops to be black if they still want to do the same damn thing that the exactly. racist cops are doing. Exactly. And they do it even worse. Um, they do it worse. Uh, yes, with that. You know, and that that was actually portrayed in um, Boys in the Hood. And I recall mm. um, in mm-hmm, the NWA song that uh, uh, Ice Cube and, and Easy and Ren and all of them put out, uh, I think back in 89, um, there's, a, there's a lyric in there that says, Black police showing out for the white cops. Mm-hmm. And um, when Eric Garner was choked to death and lynched on the hot street in um, Staten Island, as Canty says, uh, Staten Island, um, mm-hmm. Kizzy King, I believe that was the lieutenant's name, Kizzy King, African-American female, stood right there and supervised those officers choking him to death. Mm-hmm. She just did stood nothing. there and did nothing. Didn't say stop, hold on, wait a minute, let's just arrest him. Um, nothing. She just, she just did that. Okay, okay, good, good job, good job, good job. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, uh, having black cops, um, cameras and all of that stuff, that, you know, and even with Sandra Bland, these dash cam cameras, the dash cam cameras are no good if they take the, uh, uh, uh person that they're, supposed to be putting under arrest if they move them out of the sight of the camera. Like with the Sandra right. Brown case, you can hear her um, when they uh, uh, on the sidewalk, but you couldn't really see what was going on for a uh, part of the video because he uh, removed her from the view of the camera. And, you know, now there was some parts she could see on the video. He's pulling her one way and telling her, um, don't move, come back here. And she said, you you pulled me that way. And then, then he accused her of kicking him in the shin and all of this business. And, you know, it was just, just oh, my God, just bizarre. Just bizarre and extremely upsetting to me. So, people, we, got, we have to do some different. We have to do something different. I think we have uh, Mother Dunning ready to give us some hot topics. Mother Dunning, what's going on? Hot topics, Mother Dunning. Woohoo, wake up. Hello, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. can How are oh, you? Okay. All right, all right. Well, Good. I want to jump right. Yeah. I want to jump right into the uh, Sandra Bland story because they just had a breaking news bulletin just now on the news on CNN, somebody sent out a text from the autopsy where they did her autopsy. Now they're saying that the autopsy was flawed. 
her family talking about getting another autopsy. Be quiet, Grandma. I'm on the phone. They talking about the family talking about getting another autopsy. Now that county is trying to say that they don't want um um they they don't want her body to be touched because they forgot to get some some of the evidence off that wasn't preserved. That's what they just saying. I'm not saying it exactly right or sheer. Pull it up and you can explain it better. Pull it up on your computer. But that's what they just saying just now. So to so why you don't want them to go get another autopsy? Like the newsman saying, this don't add up. This don't make no sense. Then also they it's just said not. just now on the news uh-huh. station that said that all them forms that they saying that she said this and she said that, a lot of them forms don't have her signature on it. The newsman pulled it up the night on the news. He said it, they, it just rolled in. And she's supposed to, if she, if she said all this, she's supposed to been signing the paper. Sign her name to it. Her name is signed nowhere to it. Uh, this ain't making no sense. That's what they just saying uh-huh. just now on the news. Those are the two breaking stories. So pull it up and share. You probably can explain it better than me. But to me, it's so sad. And I can understand why the young lady was angry when he stopped her. You get tired of it. You get tired of being harassed. You can't even go down the street. You can't go nowhere. Because you got to look over your shoulder for being black. Just driving for being black. And people are agitated and people are upset. People People see what's going on. So I can understand why she was agitated and upset. You get sick of it. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. it's, no, it's no, like nothing being done about it. And really, she almost predicted her own death. If you go back and see her YouTube video, she was talking about uh, being black. And if uh-huh. and she said, if I get killed by the police, had no idea that she, and they did this. I believe with all my heart they did it. Can't nobody tell me no different. Because this stuff is not adding up. It just don't make no sense. But then uh, let me leave on from Sandra Bill. Let me jump right on to my Uncle Tom, Bill Cosby. Now uh-huh. everybody know Bill Cosby wants you to come run and talk for him and blah, blah, this and blah, blah, that. And they brought this high lawyer out this morning for Bill Cosby which is a black lady, sending her out. They're trying to, I guess, to try to pull the black community in. But I'm telling under the sound of my voice, I don't want now one of y'all to go rescue him from nowhere because he didn't come and rescue us. He pushed us down like we was dirt, talked about us with the pound cake jokes and all that. Put it up and read it. Talked about us, and now he want us to come to his rescue. Now they threaten to sue him, but this make a long story short. They all went and found a law on the books. 
Now, don't you know somebody had to sit down and think of this and research this? They almost found a law in the books, and they're going to figure out a way to send him up the road. And if he did it, and which I believe he did it, he should get everything he deserved. Now, they researched this law says that if a crime was committed and the police did not know anything about it, and it was kept from the police, that means the time wasn't running. The time only came about to let the police know that it was a crime is when the when these documents got released. So they saying that's when the time started. Because when the records were sealed, they didn't know it was a crime committed. So they went uh-huh. found this law on the book and said that it only it only starts when you know that there's a crime being committed. And by them sealing the record, they did not know of the crime committed. Now, what do you think they finna do to him? What may, do you may think I, they finna do to him? Go ahead. I think he pissed somebody off again. And um, the skeletons will come out. They will. They will. I wasn't in the room. And it, but <laughs> go ahead, Mother. And Patrick. they will come home to roost. And when I still say this, you, they'll come home to roost. And we got to wake up and get our head out the sand. Now, I can see one woman. Maybe, 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 maybe two, maybe not even two, but one woman. But when you got whole 25 saying identical story, then he going to say himself, he said it in his own words that he bought this in order to have sex with him and Uh giving it to him. Uh Okay, come on. He need to be hammered. And as a black race what what do you think Mother Dunham about what um your President Obama said about Bill Cosby? President Obama around. didn't have President Obama didn't have to say it. I could have said it for him. He is a rapist. <laughs> he 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 is a rapist. And let's not sugarcoat it. He's a rapist. Cause let me tell you one thing: if it was your mother or your daughter, it'll be a different story. Uh, and if you got to give uh, somebody drugs and 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 make them uh, comatose-like in order to have sex with them, you have a problem. But now let me go back. You remember back here? I think it happened a few years ago. Well, I'm not quite how many years ago, but I'm gonna try to bring you to this story. Remember, Bill Cosby. It was a young lady came to his house, his personal house. His wife, Camille, was out of town. I remember this story just as good when it hit the news. And his wife was out of town. And the young lady ran out of the house, running down the road, screaming and hollering. And the police was called. She said Bill Cosby drugged her and tried to rape her. Do y'all remember that story? His wife was out of town. 
you can pull it up. I don't remember that story. I don't I, remember I don't that. recall. Well, pu- well, pull it up now, because you're talking to somebody to keep you up with the news. Pull it up. It's there. Uh, it, a uh, girl, young lady came to his house, and on the pretending that he was going to help her with acting. Next thing she knows, she said he gave her a drink. And she said, next thing you know, he was trying, taking her clothes off, trying to rape her. And his uh-huh. wife was out of town. Then he came back and Bill Cosby said, him and the young lady, in get was, she, they was engaging in, in sexual acts and drinking. Then you didn't hear nothing else about that story. Hmm. They hushed it up. No, uh-huh. so, so he is a rapist. And a lot of times we got to get our head out of the sand and call it uh-huh. for just for what it is. And he is uh-huh. a rapist. A serial rapist, is that? He's a serial rapist. I so, remember when that story it. came out about that uh, girl, the uh, young lady, rather, that said that um, Bill Cosby was her father. And I think he was trying to deny it at first or something like yes. that. And Yes, he was. Yeah. And then the facts came out and I think he had to go ahead on and admit or something. It's just been a while. It's probably been over like 10 years. So, yeah, uh, you know, over over the time, all of these little rumors and uh, insights to his uh, sexual deviancy, if you will, have come to light. So I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it not one bit. I don't think that uh, he's Jesus Christ or anybody else, Buddha or anybody else. So, you know, he's Bill Cosby, and he's capable of doing those things. So, yeah, I, but I think it was him. And then also, let me give you this horrible story out of Louisiana. Oh, oh. There was a there was a a group of family members. From my understanding, there was about three or four families, black families, um, tucked there their kids to the beach to the creek well to the creek and the kids was playing in the water about seven of them ranging from age 18 to the youngest one five do you not know seven of those kids drowned at one time in Louisiana and I think they buried them this week and, and so they didn't I know how to swim. They didn't know. Well, the fam, the mother, the the family member, member, the um, the video. Y'all need to pull it up. Find the video. They the news story said that they were standing on the corner on the bankment. The family member screaming and hollering, saying they could not swim. Oh, my and they said a. A, a strong current mm-hmm. came and sucked the kids under, but seven of them was drowned at one time, and the family members standing on the embankment saying they six. cannot swim. I got six that story. Go, at, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, if y'all wanted something. me to pull up the video. Family members have trouble being consoled following a tragedy along the Red River in northwest Louisiana. Six teenagers from at least two families drowned in the river Monday afternoon. 
The victims, ages 13 to 18, had stepped off a ledge from shallow water into a chasm about 20 feet deep. They went out too far. They went out. The wave pushed them out that way. They tried to swim back up this way. And then they hollered for help. And they started up going down. Eyewitnesses say when the teens fell in, it set off a chaotic scene. Went in after one and you had a hold of one? Yeah. What happened? I couldn't feel him no more. He slipped out my hand. I couldn't feel him no more. A 14-year-old was rescued. Investigators say they're unsure if one teen fell and pulled down the others or if they were trying to rescue one another. They had one life jacket here, and uh, as you can imagine, everybody started yelling for help. Nobody could swim. The families were in a recreation area of the Red River that has sandbars. This is a popular picnic and fishing area where some people do go wading. Sophia Manos, The Associated Press. But you know what? If you cannot swim, do not take your kids down there. You really shouldn't. And as and as we no disrespect to no one, while we teaching our kids to twerk and do the nay nay, we need to start trying to give our kids. No, it's the truth. They love to teach them to twerk and the nay nay. I just we never heard of the name. Oh, baby, that's the new hot craze. My little oh, really? grandson, seven years old. It's it's all over the internet. It just I don't know where you've been us here. It's sweeping the internet and Facebook. It's called the Nay or whatever. The it's called the Nay and the Stanky Lid. But, but make a long uh-huh. story short. This is what I'm saying. We need to start giving these kids some lessons. We need Life to take lessons. some of that weave, swimming lessons. We need to take some of that weave out of our hair, some of them long fingernails off, and start putting our money to good use in our community. And if people yeah, in our community know how to swim, they need to come and start taking some of these kids and teaching them how to swim. Because this is a devastating tragedy. It really is. Seven, now, it, I'm it, just it, trying it really to understand. Is. So they were standing like what, on a landing or like a pier? You know, like out there where you are, Mother Dunning, when we went out on the no, pier. No, the landing. no, they so was what, at a I, creek. I'm trying to get a picture. It's totally different. This is at a creek. Mm-hmm. It's like they like over there where rocks and sand and stuff at. It's like a barge. Okay, and, and it, one it, of them it, fell. It, it goes 12 to 15 feet of water. See, they were like on a sandbar or or something. They were like on a rocky, sandy ledge. But then as you went further out, it's just immediate drop off in the chasm, like he said, like, you know, like a rock quarry or something like that. But I forgot. Did they say 20 or 30 feet? Something like that. 28. 28. It's 28 feet. So they stepped off that ledge and fell. Yeah. So that's what happened. They they went out too far. They can't yeah. feel if you don't I'm know how to swim, do you? I mean, you gonna sink? You don't take them out there, and then you gonna take them out there with one life jacket? Yeah. Come on, now, that don't make no sense. And I know I'm not saying it disrespectful to hurt nobody because I wouldn't want it to happen to my family or anything. But you yeah. ain't gotta worry. I can't swim, so you won't see me out there no way. 
So, oh, you need to go get you some swimming lessons too, then, Mother Don. Listen, <laughs> no, no, listen at me. No, but listen, I'm on the water. Hear me good. I'm on the water. <laughs> I have gave all my kids lessons and and uh-huh. and giving the grandkids lessons, but I don't good. go down there. I'm not into uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. Now it'd be okay if I was into it, but I'm not into going down in no beach and swimming. That's not my cup of tea. But like uh-huh. I say. Don't take, why you, okay, if you're going to take, why you going to take them down there with danger, but then you're going to take one life jacket. Now, come on. Uh, That's all I'm saying. Don't don't go down yeah. there with one life jacket. I hear you. You have to be prepared. And in uh, and, and, and all honesty, if my children can't swim, I really don't want them anywhere near water until you learn how to swim. And I am so thankful that I learned how to swim at an early age. I've been swimming like a fish since I was a baby, as long as I can remember. Because I love being by the water. I love being on the beach, love being by a body of water. But that is, that is, that's just so tragic. I just, oh, It's a tragic so story when I heard that. It just broke my heart. Yeah. It nearly broke my heart. Uh, 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 it broke my heart. So, yeah. And um, yeah. and then also, can I give one more hot story if y'all don't mind? Of course, you're the hot topics person. Come on with it. Okay, how? <laughs> okay, there is um another story. It's, it's sweeping the internet. Where this young man took a picture, where he took a video of this girl, um, beating. Well, she wasn't beating. Let me rephrase that because the video shows her got one little girl around the neck and the baby was two months old and the and the girl took the baby and rolled the, just, just slung the baby and rolled the baby across the floor. It's on the internet. It's on Facebook. And the she had the baby, the other little girl, like about five or six, and she had it around the neck saying, uh, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, call, you know, calling the devil and all this stuff. And they put it on the internet. And the mother said the young lady, uh, had got pregnant and she was like mentally ill and she could not take her medicine. And the boyfriend knew that she couldn't take the medicine. In order to try to take her kids, she was having an episode. And the young man taped this video of her and put it on Facebook for the world to see. Um, but I'm saying this, in our community, we got to confront a lot of our mental illness. A lot uh, of people uh, try to hide mental illness. And it's happening does. a lot in the black community. And we need to uh, start talking about it. We need to tell people, okay, if you're having a problem, hey, you need to go talk to someone. Uh-huh. You, you know, you need to get some medicine or something. But think about it. Why is all this mental illness going on in our community? And Oppression. My take, and my, now that's my take. My take on it that People are beat down, and mm-hmm. people are tired, and black yeah. people don't know which way to go, mm-hmm. and they lose it. Stress and strain, right? 
oppression. They put, You're comfortable yeah. seeing, pe- seeing people who look like you being killed just instantly for, for hardly no reason at all. I mean, that's got to have an effect on, on people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, mm-hmm. and, and it's being showed on video live. One minute they're speaking, and the next minute they're dead. And then nothing is done. It's like, oh, well, you know, maybe he was right. too fat. Oh, well, he stole something. Oh, well, he she kicked me in my shin. She's dead now. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know, that, that's, that's yeah. disturbing. That's yeah, disturbing. And, see, and that's what Bill Cosby made a joke. Oh, yeah. Talking about the pound cake joke. Oh, yeah. Well, he called, he's saying, the black folks gets upset, but the 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 young black man got the pound cake and running after running with it. And when the police shoot him, Bill Costa says he shouldn't have took the pound cake or the pork chop. Right. How mm, stupid right. do you sound? Yeah, yeah. Well, he shouldn't have took the cookie, but he took it. <laughs> oh boy, by force. Uh. By force, non-compliant, you know. Yeah, it just it it just don't make no sense. Well, let's take this quick break. We'll be right back. Okay. Texas, you are invited to the Sundiata Coley Shaka Sankofa Community Garden on the first Saturday of the month up until September to learn gardening skills from the head gardener and build together with the community. They are looking for people to come out ready to work and get their hands dirty. You do not have to have any experience in gardening. All food grown from the garden is available to the community. The garden was named after Sundiata Akoli, who is a political prisoner that has been enslaved for more than 40 years, and comrade in struggle, Shaka Sankofa, who was killed June 22nd in 2000. Sundiata, when asked what we can do in support of the political prisoner, said, build a garden. We must be able to do for self in the name of self-determination. The garden is located at 2428 sophomore in Houston, Texas. Again, come out on the first of every month starting around 7 o'clock a.m. If you have an event that is free and open to the public and want to announce it on Black Talk Radio, send an email to admin at blacktalkradionetwork.com. Um, just kind of scrolling through and I'm posting the show so that people can hear the show and call in and share what's on mine. Um, and I came across this post. It's a picture of uh, Sandra Bland when she was alive in her car and then her uh, mugshot 
And so what mm. the talk is, what the talk is, what people are saying is that she was dead in this mug shot. People are saying what? that you can see up her nose. So it looks like, what they're saying is it looks as if the photo that was taken, her mug shot, they had her laying down. Her shoulders are kind of, uh, uh, what, is, what was, how would you call them? Kind of like up. As if someone like, you know, placed, like if you were lying down or something, you know how your shoulders sometimes come up if you're not relaxed. So right. people are pointing out that, uh, um, you can see up her nose versus in all of her other pictures, you, know, you can't see up her nose. So it's like she was placed on the ground and then the photo was taken. Oh, Lord Jesus, I don't know what that's all about. Ah, that's, I don't know, you know, you put some stuff out here on Facebook sometimes. It's, it's, it's amazing. But let me give out the uh, call in number 712-775-7035, access code 213001. That's 712-775-7035. Two one three zero zero one, and don't forget to press pound. I'm gonna go to this caller at three one three, and I want to hear what you have to say because we are talking about what's on your mind: love, health, money, sex, relationships, uh, police brutality, black empowerment, health, all of that. So, what say you in Detroit? Well, good evening. How are you? I'm well, and you? <laughs> I'm okay. I I think um, uh, what's going through my mind right now is there's so much happening, and I guess it's always been happening, but um, I'm very curious as to our collective response, and um, especially with the latest political assassination and then um, – there's some other things that are going on um, inside of this domicile we call a country. And I'm um, looking at all of these events, and I'm wondering uh, what's going to be our collective response. How much more are we going to tolerate? Or is it that uh, our ability to absorb punishment is unlimited? I'm very uh. curious. What do you think? Hmm. Um, well, let me ask you this. What do you think our collective response should be? What can we do? I know what it should be. Um, I think we should take some positive action and we need to just shut everything down. We need to collectively just detach and withdraw economically. And that means that, um, we need to, um, consider all types of action, for example, mass strikes, and we could do that um, selectively and collectively. Uh -huh. We could, um, well, watch where we spend our dollars and decide that on certain given days, we're just not going to give you any more money. In fact, we're not going to do anything. Uh, I think um, there's some of us who are just so wanting to believe the mythology of founding fathers and our country. And, I mean, the truth belies all of that. You've never been wanted here. 
You've never been accepted here. What are you fighting for, African people? What are you? What? Why are you so complacent? I'm just um, curious. They're killing our women. They're killing our babies. So, okay, what are we going to do collectively about it? I'm just curious. How many more babies we got to lose? How many more women we've got to lose? I mean, there should have been a convergence down there on that Texas town, on the, the likes of which they've never seen before. So what are we waiting for? And also, in a, I think it. it's uh, Alabama where the young woman was found uh, hanging in her jail cell also. Uh, what's her name? I, I just got Kendra, wind of that. Chapman. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so I just got wind of that. Right, it's happening it's so so frequently. You know, at the beginning of the year, um, I said, okay, I'm, every time I hear about one of these deaths, I'm going to record it, put it on the calendar, and at the end of the year, we're going to call off these names at, at our end of the year show. You know what? It just became too depressing. It, it just became yeah. too depressing to daily into these people's names. Of yeah, being shot down I mean, or it's, tasered or beaten. It makes you wonder uh, just how much damage has been done to our psyche. Um, the late Moms Mabley once said, "You know, if you find a black person acting normal, he's probably just not well." Uh, <laughs> Think about that. Yeah. You know, I mean, even back then. <laughs> so uh, I'm very curious as to our uh, collective response. And I do understand that. Uh, and uh, wondering what. I mean, year in. And more and more stories of this horrific sojourn mm -hmm. into this domicile called America. And. What's going to happen to the Africans who've uh, been at the forefront of leading resistance? I mean, I, I'm very curious, very curious. And um, it, it's uh, right now I'm taking a deep sigh and I'm looking at this and I'm grieving for my people because they seem to, I don't know, you know, they get poked in the eye and they and you see a few tears come down off their face, but there's nothing else done about it. Um, we don't have. Yeah, we don't have a collective agenda. We haven't forged one. And it's as though we seem to think that simply carrying some placards around and protesting is going to. Yeah change things. It's going to appeal to the moral consciousness of the immoral. Right, and we're right. still engaging we in this... Out yeah. Or, and we're still engaging in this practice of talking to these people of no color about race. And as I've said before, why would you talk to them about race? They know it better than you do. Uh -huh. I mean, these people have no moral credibility and no moral legitimacy to be talking to us about race when they're the benefactors of it. We live in a, a system of white supremacy. And unless you overthrow that system or you bring that system to a dead standstill, nothing's going to change. It's systematic. 
the system was set up to serve someone and it, and it wasn't us okay so you're dealing with the system and unless you have a blueprint to address that and we're not going to do that because there are some of those of us who uh who actually are doing quite well being living in denial and living away from the rest of us and um uh it benefits them to see us suffer like this and i'm talking about people who look like us who have obtained a certain status and wealth who don't want to rock the boat and pretend it all is well you see so i'm very curious right now i'm grieving but i'm curious but uh, i have to take heart in the fact that there are some of us who just ain't gonna play that game you're right about and I'm that up. <laughs> but and you know what I, let me tell you is, something if you watch that mm-hmm. sandra bland video she was not having it she was not no, she having was. it she oh my god she called it all kinds of pussy punk i guess it yes she did good. oh she went down baby she went down with a fight she did her thing. I say that she was not going out like a sucker. You go, girl. Well, I sure. I, yeah. I are sure you hate aware? The lost her life. I sure hate that. But we need more people to uh, grow some kahunas. Well, you know what they say? And are you are you aware that within the last uh, hour and ten minutes that the district contacted her family's attorney and informed them that. They need the body back because there were some errors committed in the autopsy. Yes, yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, and I mean these these necks down there, these Texas necks, they just can't they just can't get it right. They just how they're gonna you can't cover it up. They don't want to get it right. I wouldn't give the body back. I wouldn't give the body back. Yeah. But what this is doing it. to that family? Yeah, I I mean, enough. Come on, mm-hmm. enough, mm-hmm. Uh, enough. You you you've had centuries of butchering us and slaughtering us, and then you want to make it look um look like it's not the the status quo. You want to make it look like uh, this isn't normal um, behavior for this mm-hmm. country, and it is. Mm-hmm. And um, Dr. Ishaka Musa Shango said years ago, um, you may, what good are the good ones? Okay, if they can't stop the bad ones. Why, why are we engaging in this? Okay, this mental masturbation. Come on now. We know what this is. Let's stop playing. Either we're going to get free or we're not. You know, and quite frankly, I'm with the ones that want to be free. So if you're not uh, in that mindset, I don't I don't have a conversation for you, quite honestly. I used to think that um, maybe uh, we needed every single one of us. I don't think so, because some of us aren't fit. And let's just say it like it is. Some of us aren't fit, you know, for the skin that they wear. They, they're not fit to even wear that skin. So I don't have anything to say to them. But for those of us that want to be free, let's let's. Um, Let's get busy here. I mean, yesterday. I mean, organize, thirty organize, years ago. Organize. I want to. I want to. Um, Black Rose. I want to uh, say a quote 
regarding your call, your caller's um, mention of apathy. <clears throat> and this quote goes, the world will not be destroyed by those who do evil, but by those who watch them without doing anything. And that is so true. Wow. Mm. And, and, and Martin Luther King said, he who passively accepts evil is as much involved in it as he who helps to perpetuate it. Mm. He who accepts evil without protesting against it is really cooperating with it. Martin Luther King. Mm. Mm. Truer words were never spoken. Mm-hmm. That is so uh, true. Let me, let me quote a little Malcolm here. I love this one when he says, uh, we need a, it's already too late philosophy. Because it is, mm-hmm. it's already too late. And and he was saying this yeah. back in the 60s. And here we are in 2015 mm-hmm. going into 2016, about to go into Black August. And if anybody knows anything about Black August, you know, this one, they really crank it up. That's one of their crank up months. And mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. get all of this going and get it started towards the end of July. April, January, April, February. I forgot about February. Black History Month. Um, the end of, uh, well, well, June, around the uh, summer solstice time. All of the solstice, uh, winter, summer, spring. If you pay attention to your calendar, you'll notice the increase in, in uh, death uh, <clears throat> of black people, which uh, and, and and other people also. And these are sacrificial deaths, what some people say. So mm-hmm. these people know what they're doing. They practice a lot of evil magic against us, and we so uh, have our heads buried in the sand. And I'm not trying to talk about anybody to go to church because that's good for you. That's what keeps you in line. I, I want you to go every Sunday. I want you to go to Bible study too. Um, we so busy, you know, just. <clears throat> I'm going to let God fix it. God gave you common sense. Right. To make some decisions. Mm-hmm. Right. And to protect yourself. Right. And you are um, constantly waiting on God and Jesus to do everything. Exactly. But exactly. then when you go to church, you read and you hear the scriptures that say you can do all things through, quote unquote, Christ. So why don't you get mm-hmm. up and do something? If your church is not uh, talking about organizing, if your church is not talking about how we're going to help you and how we're going to get out here and we're going to do this, oh, goodness gracious, I don't know what's going on because yeah, I, know. I can't hear another Calvary sermon. I, I, I can't hear it, well, another it, one it, not talking it, about what the real problem is, how people are suffering. And as Mother Dunning brought up, the whole mental illness. Um, right. A lot of these mm. people are having breakdowns. People are having breakdowns. Yeah. And that's why we're yeah. saying all of this. Yeah. Um, I watched a video when a mother called uh, called the cops on her son because he was having a mental breakdown. And she just, oh, yeah, there he is right there. And as soon as those police pulled up, they didn't say two words, but pow, pow. And then she went to screaming. You know, oh, oh yeah. you killed my son, yeah. you killed my son, and all of that. You know, mm-hmm. and I think yeah. I think it was Mother Dunning that mentioned, you know, you know your family member has some issues. You know they got some mental issues. Mm-hmm. Everybody I call the knows. police. Just like everybody. Well, I call the why, why you call the police? 
Yes. Why why you call the police? Get your get your family members some help. Some help. They have free counseling. Because the police is not there to help. They're not there to help mental illness. They're not there. They're not they're not trained for that. And some of them are mentally ill. A lot of these officers coming from uh uh, uh, these uh, wars and all of this, and 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 they're suffering from PSTD. They're crazy, alcoholics. Yes, uh, there's all kind of issues. Mm-hmm. You, you put a oh, gun yeah. in their hand and they're itching to pull that trigger. They're itching there you to pull go. that trigger. They're waiting. They just just breathe. Uh, there was one cop. He said that the guy clenched his fist or or he, he took a breath, he, like he was huffing and puffing, and so he shot him. I mean. And it, it's like they say, give me a reason. And and also, we didn't mention in the Sandra Bland incident, the cop um, said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna light you up," which meant he was going to leave, uh, use his taser. You only well, leave, use no, your taser. You up and you're done. No, no, he was, but, but it no. came out that he was he was planning to use his taser, That's but he didn't. He yeah, he had the taser. Yeah, he had the taser up against her head. Yeah. Yeah, he has the taser. See, you only use that taser. You're supposed to use that taser when you feel like your life is threatened. If a person is sitting in the car and you don't see a gun or you don't see any type of weapon or anything, there was no reason for him to even threaten her with the taser. And he left that out of his report. They found this out later. Yes, he did. But none of this surprises us. with all the murders that this country has allowed to sanction and, and be perpetrated against us. The question again, I, I, I just have to, I keep going back to this. Okay. Uh, how many more of our beautiful sisters uh, do we have to put in the ground at the hands of these murderous SOBs before we get it through our brothers? head? I have some breaking news. <laughs> okay. Yes. What do you have? Marie is on the line. Um, the breaking news I have is I'm not sure what state, perhaps one of the listeners or, or callers will know what state. Do y'all remember when Natasha McKenna uh, was killed by police? She was handcuffed and in leg shackles and shot and shot four times with a taser and she died. That was earlier this year. Do y'all remember that? I don't know where Fairfax County is. I'm right now writing a report about it so I'm still investigating it but the report is is that the county the Fairfax County Police Department has completed its investigation and as we know it's typical of these in-house investigations they found that they did nothing wrong in the killing of a black woman who they allege was mentally ill so her name was Natasha McKenna and that's a report fresh off the wire there are no charges been filed against anyone for this sister's killing isn't, that was in uh, that was Virginia, Virginia. Is Virginia? Virginia. Virginia. Okay. Yeah, Virginia. Okay. Fairfax, Virginia. Well, we know they were going to do that anyway. And she was mentally ill also. Uh-huh. Yeah. She was well, four times. Four times. Four times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... Okay, yeah, Marie, I was gonna open up your line, but um there was uh, some noise in your background. So we'll open up your line, but just make sure you reduce the noise in the background. 
and we'll bring you in. We're going to take a break in just a few minutes, but I'll go ahead on and uh, bring you in. And we have Mother Hattie. Let me uh, just bring Mother Hattie in quickly, and we'll get ready to take a break shortly. Mother Hattie, how are you? Hello. How are you? Great, great. And this is Mother Hattie of Women United. Before we go to break, you can just take a sense of break. Could you tell people about Women United, Mother Hattie, and how they can reach out to Women United on um, at the website? Okay. A little bit about our yeah. convention. For sure. We have a fabulous lineup of wonderful women speakers and couple of male speakers in Mississippi, Crochet, Mississippi, at the end of last month. It was absolutely the most phenomenal information that um, anybody could have gotten. So Women United, we are an advocacy group for women, for African women in particular, because we know that we face a lot of atrocities and we also face a lot of challenges. And we also have a lot of sisters that are doing very well, and we want to get all of that together and just start doing some networking with it. And you can take a look at what we've been doing on our webpage there. It's at womenunited7777.org, and you can become a member and also start a chapter in your local area. And we have people from Texas who are working on a organization there, a chapter, um, Mississippi, of course, and uh, Missouri, Charlotte, North Carolina, and we certainly have our Minnesota, where our corporate headquarters are located. And so our email address, if you have questions, and you can get all this on the website, is women.united7777 at gmail.com so um, we're just definitely wanting to be a uh, helper of women and girls uh, input and involvement in an organization because we actually so there we have women oh phone number 202-907-3514 if you're interested in giving us a call. Indeed, and you can also donate to Women United because we have a scholarship fund for uh, young women. So we want to provide them with what they need, um, whether it's uh, money for books, money for food, money for a project that you're working on, supplies that you need. Um, so we definitely welcome your donations. Empress Chi was one of um, our speakers. She was actually the keynote speaker, which was really, uh, she was just uh, phenomenal as always. And you can catch Empress Chi on Saturday night. That's a new, it's New Day. I believe that's the name of her radio uh, program, New Day. And she's New Day Resurrection. New Day Resurrection. She yes. is the founder of the National uh, Million Women March up in Philadelphia, Illy Philly. Illy Philly, Illy Philly, one of my favorite cities. So, um, Women United, check Women United webpage out, also the Facebook page. 
follow Women United on Twitter and on Pinterest. You can keep up with Oh, by the way, I forgot about our upcoming newsletter. If you have information like Marie had wonderful articles and reprints, you can email them to us or um, send them to us, snail mail, and we will reprint those in our newly, which is what came out of our convention in Mississippi, in Gaucher, Mississippi, we always want to have action planning. So we're wanting, uh, we are starting up a newsletter and hopefully it will get to becoming a uh, Women United in collaboration with the Nelia Woman March uh, newspaper. Empress Chi and uh, some of the others have been very instrumental in giving us a lot of great ideas and this is one that came out of the convention that we could do. We have a couple of other things that we're going to be working on as well, a blog listing all of the uh, police officers who have uh, murdered African-American people that the system does not um, really operate in the way that it, 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 it should be for individuals who are doing things like that and uh, so people can just know in various communities you know the names of the different people that are going around doing that it's not all of them but we just need to kind of keep a, a tab on that sort of thing and uh, we're just we're going to be doing a lot of wonderful things uh, so as you keep in tune with us, you watch us and follow us on our website or Twitter or Facebook, all you Facebook people, and that's what we're going to be doing. And if you have ideas, please send them in. Yes. And when we come back from the break, I want to bring up uh, what we discussed on your radio show, um, Mother Hattie, when we United Radio Show. Um, the air is on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Um, the list of our political prisoners. So we'll talk about that when we come back from the break. Okay. She looked me in the eyes and I swear she saw my soul. This word is too cold. I just want to grow old. Having kids with you too many mothers bury their sons. But just no fucking thing don't have it under the sun. It's universal. Speak positive to my peers. Take down them negative years and share their tears. But just remember that there's another side where we go. Where we die firm. Help multiply smiles and cries. We hide no access to emotions. We got ups and downs like the waves in the ocean. And potion of love. God, speak to my spirit. Please forget your child for a bit. So it's bliss. I'm just mad the world. It's my way to express it. They don't understand when I'm screaming my confession. I want people to learn from my sins and others so we can stop killing but joining arms and brothers the problems. Most of time for an awakening radio on the Black Talk Radio Network. Speaking in behalf of the Black Talk Media Project's 2015 fundraiser. Since 2008, the Black Talk Media Project, which has created Black Talk Radio Network, has engaged in producing original content from a black perspective for the global black community. You can help us continue this mission and help us even more by giving donations to the Black Talk Media Project's 2015 fundraiser and asking others to do so also. Let us work together to make 2015 a stronger year for independent black media. Again, this is Elliot Booker. 
All right. So, um, as I mentioned prior to the break, I'm hearing feedback in my call. Um, on Mother Hattie's show, we spoke about um, the releasing of political prisoners. And we discussed uh, coming up with some names of some people like uh, H. Rap Brown, Brother Jamil Ami, um, Asada Shakur, um, let's see, the remaining Move Nine. And Mother Hattie, if you're still there, there were a few other people that uh, we have on our working list. And we would like to compile this list and submit these names to uh, President President Obama and ask for him to pardon these people before he leaves office. So if you can think of some names of some people, please contact us, um, either here through Black Talk Radio or um, Women United or the Lotus Place Radio page on Facebook, and uh, submit some names of some people. Because some of these people should not even be in jail. Oh, uh, sister. Know. Mother Hattie, let me unmute you. Yes, brother. Got it. Um, we actually do have a program on a network called Political Prisoner Radio. It comes on Sunday nights at um, nine o'clock p.m. right after time for Awakening Radio. So yeah, Political Prisoner. Some of those names: Sundiata Coley, um, yes. Herman Wallace. Um, and, and these men have been ordered to be released and these district attorneys and whatnot is and state attorneys are fighting to keep these political prisoners behind bars. Sundiata uh, was actually in the car with his sister Asada and I think he assisted uh-huh. in her liberation uh, when she was in prison. But anyway, they have uh, um, the, I think it's New Jersey court has ruled that um, he has served out all his time under law. And they get these police, former uh, police officers, and they end up on these parole boards. And, and of course, if yeah. you've been, been accused of killing a cop or, or injuring a cop or belong to the Black Panthers or, or Black Liberation Army, they're going to keep denying you. It, you the Moon family, they're going to keep denying you. So that's a huge problem, again, with this system. The system is rigged against, you know, Black Liberation, period. So, um, Sundiata Coley, uh, Herman Wallace, he was one of the Angola three. Uh, he is one of the Angola three. You know, after, um, after the other brother got out, um, he died of cancer. Yes. Yeah, so, like three days after he was yeah, released. Al- Albert Wood Fox right is now. the one that's still in prison. Yes. I'm sorry, Albert Wood Fox. Herman Wallace is and, the and, one and, who and died. Wallace is the one that Right. Yes, yes. So, yeah. Right. So, okay. uh, we have a Facebook page also called Political Prisoner Radio, and we, of course, will collaborate with any and everyone. That's what our program is about, is collaborating with other people to spread the news that the United States is holding political prisoners, because you had some presidential candidate, um, somebody in the media was talking about the United States. Yeah, they were talking about Cuba, something about Alan West, y'all remember Alan West, that black guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he uh-huh, was saying, uh-huh. talking bad about Cuba and saying they need to let these political prisoners go and Obama don't know what he's doing and this uh-huh. and that. And I'm like, I was tweeting back at him, you know, what, you don't recognize the U.S. held pr- political prisoners? Let's talk about that. So, uh-huh. happy to hear there are, are other people out there that care about these political prisoners. Indeed, indeed. And you said that's Political Prisoner Radio. I, I always see it on the page. I've listened a few times. I'm going to have to start listening more to some of these shows because there was a show on, um, I think, last week before we started this show. And 
the information was powerful. I mean, and you have something going on all day. So people, if you're a talk show junkie like myself or just an information junkie, you can get yourself on Black Talk Radio Network and hear some fabulous uh, hosts with some guests that are giving you some information. I think there was um, a show where a brother was speaking maybe about three weeks ago. He was speaking about how we need to start purchasing silver and some precious metals when this dollar collapsed. So everybody has seen all the little gold uh, gold stores and all this, bring your gold in and all. Um, also silver, purchase you some silver and purchase some uh, precious metals. And I would even say start purchasing some gemstones if you can't afford the precious metals. Um, because gemstones are very valuable, uh, 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 very highly spiritual. Uh, for those of you that are familiar with your Bible, um, gemstones are mentioned all throughout the Bible. So there's nothing yes, to they about are. them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely in Exodus. Um, and I can pull out my gemstone book and tell you a few other uh, chapters of the Bible where you can uh, read about some gemstones and how they were used. For protection when people were traveling so um uh-huh. and, and that's something that we may need to get back to because i tell you white folks that i know they keep them some little gemstones in their pockets they wonder, sure do you know what's going on with us oh yeah they have them pent on their clothes and everything i have my gemstones um and jewelry and some pent on my clothes pent on my clothes also so uh we need that protection we need to do something because what we've been doing we shall overcome we hadn't overcome yet so, sure Miss Marie, I do want to open working. up your mic, but no, it's not. But Miss Marie, every time I open up your mic, I'm hearing some background noise. So, um, as soon as you delete that background noise, I can open up your mic. But I'm telling you guys, we are live on the radio, and we just can't hear each other if you have your uh, radio on and if you're talking to people on the side of you and all of that stuff. You know, we're going to, I told y'all, we upgrade now. We moved Black Talk Network, the radio network. We're going to do this right now. We're not going to be ghetto about our business here. So, reduce your background noise. Yes. I'm just wondering, um, we were also talking um, prior to today about the significance of some of these rituals that are happening to our people and that they are specifically tied to some of the wicked ones, special days that you were talking about right before the break, August, Mm -hmm. February, et cetera. And um, what's really significant is the fact that there was a, um, I guess with the Charleston massacre that they had there um, Mm -hmm. from a young white man, at the church, you know, that was specifically tied to a date. So that's never mm-hmm. come out in the uh, national media. I think we need to talk about that some more and kind of draw these dots to those kinds of things. And you're yeah. talking about that church was one that was significant to Denmark, D.C. Mm-hmm. And so none of that's come out. And I don't think a lot of people know that. Yes, that was a very historic church. Um, they might be still, um, organized from that church. And, um, that happened. And it was their anniversary, right too. Yes, yes. 
and that happened right around the summer solstice. And I think mm. uh, Dr. Short and Empress, no, there was Dr. Short and uh, Mr. Powery, we were on the phone prior to that incident, uh, that massacre, and we said, watch when this summer solstice hit, what happened. And sure enough, I didn't think about it at the time, but I went back a few, maybe like a couple of weeks after. I said, yeah, when did that happen? And it was right around that time, right around uh, the summer solstice. Because I think that, that church massacre happened, what was it, June 19th? I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so all of this is, 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 is as Mother Hattie mentioned, all of this is, is not just by happenstance. These people plan, they plan, plan, and plan, and plot, strategize, scheme, scam, all of that. So, yes, Mother Hattie, um, um, those are some points that need to be brought up. Mother uh, Donnie, did you get back in touch with uh, Miss uh, Miss Marie? I believe her call dropped. Miss yeah, Marie, she she said that she too much noise going on. Mm-hmm. She said she's sorry. She said she was sleepy. She sent a text, and she said she'll get back on when we have our next one Friday. Okay. And just speaking of which, I'm glad you brought up Friday because Friday we'll have our college students back on with part two of their college show, uh, going to college, preparing for college or not. So we'll have our students, uh, Mr. KD. We'll have uh, Chantel. And we'll have Kiara on the line. And I think we may even have the uh, young musician on, um, Dre Pierre. We may even have him on also. So we'll have these college students on. So we really need for the adults to support them and give them some advice because we had such a great show with them. I mean, that was just a, that was, Aja, you were on the line with that show. That was just a, a great show. With it them. was, it was phenomenal. So, it was really phenomenal to, to, to listen to young, to our young black students, young black youth, um, expressing themselves in a very positive manner. You know, they they, they weren't hoodlums and, and whatever else the people call them. These were these were very highly intelligent young people, boys and girls, men and women, who were talking about their lives and what they planned to do with it. You know, it was a very mm-hmm. interesting show. Very the goals, well, what well they have spoken. been doing, yes. mm-hmm. what inspires them, who inspires them, um, how, how they plan on um, reaching their goals. Just beautiful. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they can use their insight from us. They're on their way to college, and mm-hmm. we're, we're going to keep up with them. We'll continue to have them on on a regular basis. Speaking about uh, just issues that the young people have, uh, concerns and questions that they have. Because I know when I was coming up, you know, even though my parents told me I could talk to them, I mean, what teenager wants to talk to their parents about certain things, you know? Sometimes you need someone else. You need another um, advisor, another uh, adult or someone that you can uh, 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 feel that you can uh, entrust your thoughts with and, and things that you're feeling. And so we want to have that platform for them, and we want to welcome them, and we want to welcome parents to uh, call in also and and share and and listen. And maybe this will help some of the parents in terms of 
um, understanding what the children are experiencing in their lives. I was glad to hear that these children, um, when we asked them about bullying, they said they they didn't experience any bullying. I believe they said they didn't really experience any of that, any kind of uh, right, a bullying yeah. in school and all of that. But I tell you, I was on the phone with a couple of people um, a couple of nights ago, and a young lady said, I think it's her niece, um, one girl told her, um, I'll protect you. She was being bullied. And so the, this girl told one of her classmates that, I'll protect you. I'll protect you. Don't worry about it. Um, I got your back, blah, blah, blah. And so something happened. Something occurred. And then the girl told the young lady's niece, well, you know, meet me in the bathroom and, you know, I'll protect you. Then she told also, now, if you don't meet me in the bathroom, then I'm going to beat your ass. Oh. So, yes. So oh. this girl wanted to have a relationship with the girl and all of this stuff, you know. So these mm. children, they are facing a lot. They're, they're facing mm. some things that, you know, I, I I don't recall having to come up against anything like that girl trying to force me in the bathroom and, do whatever well being a being a high school principal i being a high school principal i saw i was beginning to see quite a bit of it um and Mm. i left the profession and retired 2012 and so it's it's three years out so i would imagine by now it's really a situation yes i saw girls beginning to um uh, bully other girls and and uh, many of the people would not deal with it for the simple fact, oh, they're going to say that I'm trying to uh, be biased against the uh, gay children. And from my perspective, you can be heterosexual, you can be gay, you can be whomever you are. I would not allow that kind of thing to go on with anyone in any of my schools when I work there. So I would imagine by now it's probably escalating more and more and more. And in terms of those young people that were talking last weekend, let me tell you, those bullies, they tend to go after the children that have low self-esteem or that are loners or that they can see that there's something there that they can get over on. Those children that we were talking to, those young people, young adults rather, they're not children, they're adults. They have strength, they have strong character, they know who they are, and generally children like that in school don't have the bullying situation because they're not going to be approached by it. And then they're about their business. They're studying, they're doing schoolwork. But those individuals, the students that are running around trying to fit in, wanting to be in with the in crowd, being popular, those are the ones that run into all these other kinds of obstacles oftentimes. So you have a different mentality of a student there. Yeah. That's a good point, Mother Hattie. I always like when you share it, because you've been in the school system, so you're quite familiar with what they experience, and I haven't been in um, junior high, high well, school, in a number of years. You've been through it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, and I tell you, we just, oof, I mean, we had our schoolyard fights, but some of the things that I hear about what these young people experience, my goodness. 
was quite a bit. So, um, but I want to get back also on um, the political prisoners. Let's pick that back up. So yes. We're going to tune in to Prisoner Radio, and we are going to uh, unite with them and get this list together mm-hmm. and uh, see what we can do. I know I've written to uh, some of the moves nine. I should write them again, and, and some other uh, political prisons. I, I need to get back into that and, and write some of them. And I'm sure they would love to hear from us and uh, just know that we hadn't forgotten about them, and we thank them. We, we really and Reverend, thank Reverend them. Pink, Reverend Pinkney oh, out there right now. Jesus. How can we Reverend forget Pink. Reverend Pinkney? Yeah, Reverend Pinkney up there prison. in Detroit. Right, mm-hmm. up there in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think he's uh, like in Ben Harbor. Ben Harbor, yes. Okay, right, right. And Reverend Pinkney, uh, they gave him a sham trial, convicted him with no evidence, from my understanding. Reverend Pinkney was an activist, is an activist um, in the Michigan area, fighting against Whirlpool. And so Mm -hmm. they brought him up on all of these trumped-up charges and, and just convicted the man. This is this is a reverend, a reverend yeah. trying to organize the community. And a lot of times to, we, you know, to recall the, not doing anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just ahead, to recall the mayor. A little bit. Yeah. I would say he was re- his 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 petitions were to recall the mayor. And of course, once he filed his petition, they said they were okay. Then later on. I guess the uh, individuals that uh, he was fighting against and organizing came back and said voter uh, fraud because he, they said there were three names on there that the people didn't sign them. And it was just like you said, a kangaroo court. And that's uh-huh. one that definitely need to be released right away. Yeah, because the yeah, judge uh, went in and said to the jury, you don't have to have any evidence to convict him. You can just uh-huh. convict him because you want to. Really? They actually were told that that's wow. what came out later on. And uh, and it was an all-white uh-huh. jury, by the way. All-white. Mm, what happened to the jury of your peers? Right. Benton Harbor, the place where they have, it's been about 60 or 70% African American, but you couldn't find no African American, not one. Wow. Not one. Mm, to put on the jury. Uh-huh. Something was really wrong with that picture. Uh, 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 uh. And uh, Mother Hattie, you've also been sitting in um, on jury selection. Are you able to share anything about that with us before we get ready to close out? Shortly? Oh, that has that has been so interesting. Um, the young man, I think Jonathan Farrell was his name in Charlotte, North Carolina, who was murdered by a policeman two years ago, and they're starting his trial. They started it on Monday and was a jury selection. Um, today, in the courtroom, they had selected 12 jurors, and uh, one white male was asked to leave because he felt like it was going to ruin his business. They are talking about and asking questions, the district attorney. They had a special uh, questionnaire. They asked people about, have you heard about um, Ferguson? Did you hear about Baltimore? And 
asking them had they heard about some of these other situations that had happened. Who has? And that was quite interesting. And this is what uh, I think two of the jurors said that people had started to identify the jurors already and actually yeah. make some comments to them, and they were trying to get off. And right now there are three. Uh, no, four black female, four white female, and four white males on that jury. And what was and what is so appalling to me is there's not one African American man on that jury yet. Now, because they released one of the jurors today, because of this situation and his conversation. He, they will have one a more new person to be introduced tomorrow. It'll be interesting to see if it's another female, if it's another male, if it's a white, or what culture it is. But there's not one African American male on there, on that um, jury yet. There was another one that was released. It was a white male. He was released because of a business venture that would maybe tank out if he had not you know would not be able to be on that that uh uh time frame of what the court case may run five weeks four weeks three weeks two weeks who knows mm-hmm. once they select mm-hmm. the jury but um and so these people didn't want want to do that but i understand there's some article that was going around about it so today the judge decided if he had been allowing people to tweet the news media to tweet and that sort of thing out of the courtroom. But um, they said wrong information is getting out. And so he restricted it from now on starting tomorrow. News media would not be able to tweet out of the newsroom if they wanted to tweet. And and all the phones and all uh, electronics have to be cut off when they come into the courtroom. He, he said they can go outside in the hallway and do it. But I think what we're seeing is that, you know, people are making a case for not to allow the, the court uh, case to be televised. He has not made that um, decision yet. He said it depends on how well things go with this uh, situation, with the tweeting and that sort of thing. Uh, One thing that's been very interesting is that process of how they're selecting the jurors, and and this is Charlotte, and there are many black men around here. I don't know why there weren't any black men on there already. It it just seems... Because they suppress us. I live in North Carolina just outside of Charlotte. I live in Gaston County which is a different county, Mecklenburg. I'm 47 years old. I've only been called a jury duty once. And I'm a veteran. I've never been to prison. I vote on a regular basis. I've only been called once for a a property dispute between um, these white families. But my mom is in her 60s, and she has uh, only been called once in her lifetime. And if I recall correctly, um, North Carolina did pass a law but it's been overturned by the Republicans to uh, help combat, you know, um, 
uh, race racist jury selection and keeping blacks off the jury. So North Carolina has a history of that. Okay. Well, you know that I went to a panel discussion on uh, last Monday evening, and there was a gentleman there from South Carolina, one uh, city council from North Carolina, and another lawyer. I think he was a state representative from North Carolina as well. Um, the NAACP and the mother of uh, the young man that was murdered and his brother, uh, they were there. And then, uh, National Civil Liberty Union. But, mm-hmm. um, it seems as though when he spoke, one of the council members, it ended up he called people this name. There are quite a few public officials around here and people on board that are African American descent. And this question came from the audience. And what he said was, we have 50% black people on city council. We have, we're one shy of being half on the school board. But his point was that nothing happens and that people weren't doing their jobs. They were put into positions. And when I look around Charlotte, I see a lot of law enforcement, particularly the sheriffs that are African American men and women. When I was here for the Democratic National Convention, I saw a lot of African-American people in position. And so what he was saying is that they were Uncle Tom, boot-licking, butt-kissing people. And I thought, wow. And then the audience question said, well, there's an election coming up here, so why can't we do something about that. And the, the South Carolina uh, state representative who was very um, talkative about that situation at the church there, the murder of all those people, uh, you know, he talked about the work that, that he was doing there, and they were quite active in doing a lot of different things. But this back to this case here, it looks like it ultimately, you know, initially – that defense attorney wanted to have a change of venue. And I think that's what they're working their way up to do if they say we can't formulate a jury here in Charlotte within this county. What is it called? Macklemore? Uh, if we can't get this, this, this jury thing going here, we may have to do a change of venue. I actually think that's what's coming next, and I think that was it may have been the plan from the outset. Uh, the judge t- denied him a change of venue because he said – going to have the same problem anywhere you go. The high going to be a high and, and, and if I may comment on that, if it came to Gaston County, this is 80% white, redneck, confederate town, whole Union County, that's on the other side, same thing. There's a lot of little redneck counties around here with confederate monuments. Of right. course, two confederate monuments got defaced in, in and it has a better chance. Again, it doesn't matter if they don't get any people um that believe in justice on the jury, but moving it to one of these redneck counties, man, it has a better chance of getting justice in Mecklenburg and in Charlotte than if it came out to one of these redneck counties like where I live in. Oh, I know. I'm sure it would. But I, I think that's where they're headed. I could be wrong, and I hope I am wrong. 
But, it, yeah. it, you know, I think it'll be fine. And like you said, you know, what can you do about that? I think I think people have to say you're, you're not calling African-American people on these um, juries, and we want to know why. Why aren't you calling yeah. black men on these juries? Why aren't you calling black men on these juries? You got you uh-huh. got four white women, four black women, and four white men. Come on now, because something's wrong with this picture. Yes, they're trying to get a certain verdict. Well, they're yeah, trying to get a certain verdict. Well, and the chances are they're going to get that verdict anyway, yeah. because the bottom line is it's, it's going to turn out to be another deal like uh, Zimmerman. You know, well the right. law says this. And this right. is what you have to talk about, and this is what the letter of the law is. And so that's just my thought, but I could be wrong. And it's all about trying to trying to keep people peaceful. Yep, I think you're definitely on point. Well, we made it to the top of the hour, and we're going to close out, but we will be back on Friday night. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Mother Dunning or Audrey, did you have any closing comments for us quickly? We'll close out. No, um, I don't have any more hot topics right at this time, but I will like to just give a shout out to everybody who's sticking up for Sandra Lynn and continue to stick up because I really think they murdered the young girl. I don't think she hung herself. Yeah, so. I don't think so. Because she, I have uh, one comment. Go ahead, Aja. We'll go ahead on the close out. I'm sorry. Um, there was a uh, your caller earlier. Um, I, I can't remember his name, but he said something about what are we going to do about all this mm-hmm. that's happening. One right. one comment I'd like to make, and I'd like for us to discuss this on a later show, is that okay. I would like to see our black men. More of them. I know there's some, like um, the producer of the show. I would like to see more of our black men stand up for our black women, as Malcolm X once said. We need to stand up for our black women. We we feel like we have just been been tossed aside. We are the most disrespected, the most unprotected person on this earth. And 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 we just it's it's just go, just going totally you know bazooka. I mean we just we just don't feel like we're protected at all. We we raise sand when a black man is killed, but but where is where is the where is the holler when when a black woman is killed? I just like to see more black men stand up for us. That we feel like we have have been tossed aside. I really do. And there's some articles on that. Maybe we can can talk a little bit more about that. And we will. Thank you so much and peace and good night. Good night. Good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.